0: Time to stop the chaos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time to stop the chaos now. <laughs> On Fundraising the Heyday, we talk a lot about how grant seeking gets more complex every year. Make 2023 the year you finally get a system to track grant deadlines and information. It's time to stop the chaos with Grant Holster. It was developed for grant professionals by grant professionals, which makes all the difference. First month is always free, and Grant Holster is giving our listeners a 25% discount on the entire first year of your subscription. Just enter "Heyday" all one word, H-A-Y-D-A-Y, as your coupon at checkout, and you'll get that amazing discount.
1: And they have a hands-on demo at grantholster.com that lets you explore the
0: platform on your own. But if you want someone to walk you through it, they also have folks that can do that. So if you've been struggling with spreadsheets, clunky applications with a million workarounds, or just keeping your deadlines on sticky notes, head over to GrantHolster.com and take a look. And remember to enter the coupon code HEYDAY at checkout to get your 25% discount for a full year. And stop the chaos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Well, hello there. I'm Kimberly Hayes Day Muga, and I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We are here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising, including how to raise more money, win more grants, but actually, the most important part is to work together to change philanthropy the better. That's right. And new episodes drop every two weeks
1: and more often than not include cheesy sound effects yep. and songs because learning doesn't have to be
0: boring. And because we're cheesy. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Their team can help make grants less stressful by assisting you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Don't let grants stress you out. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com? check it out today. So, today's
1: topic goes out to the wears of multiple hats, that's which right. that's most of us, right? So, you're the people who you might write grants, you may manage fundraising campaigns and events, you may direct programs or entire nonprofits or help run local government agencies.
0: Like if you're just- if you if you look on your job description which probably Hasn't been updated in what, five to 10 years yes. if you've been there for a while. And you will down at the bottom and it says other duties as described. As a sign, that's kind of, that's kind of assigned, a, a a described, described maligned, defined. I don't know. Whatever uh, we whatever it is, to do,
1: you will do. That's, 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 yeah,
0: bit. that's where we are today. Yes. we are kind of spend some time there today. Yeah. So true. Oh, and also if you have zero curiosity about ever learning anything new, yeah have a nice day because we're going to be talking about new skills okay i'm not really i I feel like you someone must have hurt you and you need some time (laughs) because you should always want to learn something new true true
1: so today we have a guest who not only brings some serious talent to the work she does she's very good at explaining it and offers concrete tips on how to get it done Erin Goodyear is the founder of Goodyear Creative, a video production company based in Atlanta that creates stories for mission-driven organizations, which that's probably all of us probably out there. Probably most listeners. of us. Uh, she works as an uh, she has worked as an in-house videographer for the United Nations Foundation. And the Arthur M. Blank Family Foundation.
0: Just some small places you may small not have savings. heard of. Really no she started her own business in 2018 and
1: has worked with organizations across issue areas for their websites, events, and social media channels. She's currently serves on the board of Atlanta's Young Nonprofit Professionals Network and the Corporate Volunteer Council of Atlanta. Nice. So, welcome to the show, Erin.
0: Hi. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Glad to have you here with us. So we'll 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 jump into those hard-hitting, um, deeply personal and disturbing questions that we talked about before That's the podcast. <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, so seriously though, and not seriously, I don't think we've ever had a guest um that knew exactly what they wanted to do with their lives when they were little. I mean, I'm not gonna rule it out, but yeah. most of us kind of meandered into fundraising, grant writing, nonprofit. Um, I, as a child, I didn't go, I didn't want to be a grant writer. When I, yeah. as <laughs> no. a college
1: student, I still wasn't saying fair that to <laughs> be fair,
0: to be fair. um, So unless you were born with a tiny camera in your hand, and I don't want to rule that out. Okay. Yeah. That could have happened. Uh, I basically, we would love to hear your origin story, how you came to the kind of work that you're doing now. Yeah.
2: So one thing I always say is that honestly, if I did know, what my job is now like if it, I knew it existed this is probably what I would have picked but nice no I could do what I do until much later <laughs> but uh definitely when I was a kid loved loved video whenever my friends would come over to our house they would know like we're, we're making a movie like that's what you did when you came to my house <laughs> um, I love so, that. like <laughs> made music videos all through middle school high school all that well, stuff um, okay, I, I love it
1: What's your favorite music video you made as a kid?
0: Here we go.
2: Ooh, um, my the favorite one we did uh, "Best Days of Your Life," which is a Taylor Swift Kelly Pickler combo. I came, I grew up in the country, so we did a lot more. Yes. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so, listened to both those ladies, so you're you're yes, in your company.
2: <laughs> yes. So we we really we weren't that creative about it. We did just recreate their music video with our own people and like shots, pretty much.
0: Nice. Do wow so you like you really knew what you wanted to yeah, do i would spend That's the whole awesome. week in editing
2: and just be so excited about it Um uh, yeah i definitely did want to do that for sure nice.
0: but then when i
2: got to college i always thought i wanted to be in film and then when i got to college i actually was like in some short films like as a pa which is pretty much like an intern
1: mm-hmm. and
2: i was like oh actually i don't think the film world is the life that i like i didn't want to be in the big productions as much as i had always assumed that I was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And it was actually weddings that made me realize, oh, I could do, I can be like a bigger role on smaller type of videos to oh. be able to do more. And I just enjoyed that a lot more. Um, but weddings still were not the perfect um, hit for 100%
0: me. 100% with you yeah. on that. 100%. <laughs> it's
2: a, it's a, I mean, have, like all credit to wedding videographers. I like respect that a lot. Um, but it just, I was like, I don't think I could do this forever. Um, and so then I, that was when I got, found, uh, got my first job at the United Nations foundation. And I was like, this is it. Like short videos for good causes, um, yeah, loved it. And so then I started my own business doing that. And that, that's kind of how I ended up today. Nice.
0: Very cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So you, I think you are the first, I want to acknowledge that in more than a hundred episodes, you're the first guest who has said, yeah, ever since I was little, I knew I wanted to do something in in film and video. Awesome. Yep. Breaking new ground here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Well, I've been noticing more and more lately that um, nonprofits and even government agencies are wanting to put videos on their websites to attract more attention. Their grant applications are starting to ask. Either, like as a part of the application. Yeah. Either, yeah. Um, in fact, I've had a couple of, I've had two applications where the video was the application. There was no writing. It was, actually it was kind of fun. submit this video. Um, I've also seen grant applications that will say, Hey, if you have any videos that help mm-hmm. tell your story, please attach links to them here. Um, And it helps with donor relations. It's so many things that video is becoming such a key component. Um, But it really does a lot of nonprofits. This catches them off guard. You know, I've I've got one nonprofit I've worked with, that they've got a whole host of videos already lined up on YouTube. So it's real easy.
0: I've got one that. Oh, I know which one it is. They've got nothing. Right. And so we're having to create things from scratch. To be fair, part of this could be, and I say this is the world's oldest, crustiest Gen Xer. It could be a generational thing yeah. for some of these nonprofits. It, it, I mean it could be a leadership Yeah discomfort with video technology. Yeah. technology. yeah. So we acknowledge. So, so why, you know, why do
1: you think so many nonprofits, so many people are intimidated by like it's like, okay, I'll write a grant, but wait, you want me to video one? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a small feat, I feel like with video. Mm -hmm. And what I always say is it's like a combination of a bunch of art forms. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just a picture. And it's not just creating a story. And it's not just audio. It's all of those things all together. And so the cool thing about that is I think it makes it more powerful because you have like audio visual, like it all can come together to be something really cool. But the hard thing is, to you have to focus on so many different things to make it good Um, and so it's really intimidating if you don't have any of those skills to try to attack attack all of them at the same time and i it's definitely i i get why it's intimidating
0: yeah and that's fair yeah that's- and even though grant writing and fundraising and even strategic planning, you're bringing a lot of things together. You're not doing it on camera, right? Yeah. You're sitting at your desk or you're in a meeting trying to figure stuff out. You're not mm-hmm. like, and now we have to look here and do this and, and yeah. say
1: these things. Well, well, and even I, I think about one of the um, funders that was the, the total video. It was like had to be like between three and five minutes. And they, they were telling you, we do not expect a high-end, high-quality, film it off of your iPhone. It doesn't have to be, you know, fancy. But you the, but, the perfectionist in me was like, yeah, but if yeah. the sound quality is not good or if you can't see what's going on, and there are going to be companies and nonprofits that do a really good job of it, and that's who we're competing against. So you can't tell me, and that's, that's what scares me, even though I'm like, well, sure, I can whip out my iPhone and do a quick it's interview true. of somebody, but it's not going to be as good. Right. And so that, I know for me, that was always my like, Oh, are you sure y'all don't want to hire
0: somebody else to handle this? This is
1: I mean, not that's normal. Day. Day. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
0: Can, I think maybe for a lot of people, I don't know, Aaron, for a lot of funders, I think maybe they're like, Oh, this is a way to level the proverbial playing field. But it's like, is it? Because yeah. if you can hire someone versus you're getting out your, your iPhones and hoping you haven't, you're not going to eat into your data plan because you don't get reimbursed for, I mean, yep. it can be up Oh, Oh, it's just like, it's just, it's just deeper and deeper every time I think about these things. But yep. let me just not yep. preach about that. <laughs> let's just, let's move. I just want to also say one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on the podcast is because I was there for the, was it August of last year ish yep. when you presented for the Georgia, um, grand professionals association chapter? Cause I remember telling Amanda, I'm like, Oh, Oh, um, because this one, because, um, not you're, you're good at what you do, obviously, and you're talented at what you do and you have a passion for it, but not everyone who is good at doing a thing is also good at teaching and demonstrating the thing. And so that's why I was like, Oh, this will be, this will be fantastic. Um, It was in less than an hour, so many tips, so many things that came across, so many sort of demystifying a lot of what you talked about, the complexity of bringing something here. Um, And I don't want you to, I never want to say, oh, hello, can you condense all your life learning into answering this question? And by the way, this is like a 45 minute podcast. However, if you could pick like some top tips yeah. For just getting started if you're starting at ground zero for, for nonprofits or local government agencies, it's for video storytelling, because I have a feeling that it it's not just you just pick up your phone and go like maybe you want to plan, but some yeah. tips to just helping folks get started who've never done this kind of more formal mm-hmm. video storytelling before
2: yeah totally um i would say the first thing and it applies to any grant writer i feel like it's the same situation but with a video i i come a lot of people come across a lot of people who are surprised by how fast like one minute or even like five minutes goes by Mm -hmm. they think they can put a lot more in it than there can be and so Mm -hmm. uh, my my tip that i always say is like pick one if it's like one minute i would say one one thing um if it'll maybe you can go up to three if it's like five minutes but like Three things you want the viewer to go away with that I always think of it as like a statement, like, wow, this organization's like really embedded in their community. Like, if that's one thing you want them to come away with, that type of thing, just deciding that in the beginning because mm-hmm. if you wait until the end, especially when you're editing and stuff like that, it can be hard to cut things out that you really love that like are really cool facts and stuff. But if it's not, getting back to that actual point of what the video is about, like what you really need it to be saying. and um, mm-hmm. it, It's just good to have that as a reference, even for yourself or for, if you're talking about like leadership and stuff, if you agree on what it's going to be about in the beginning, like you, it's, you have something to go back to originally <laughs> um, to know mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what you need to say. Yeah. Um, and then I also would say that video isn't like, it's, it can be complicated, but technology, I mean, more and more video is just like, becoming a part of their daily lives and technology right. is making it easier to for anybody to just pick up a camera and do it um and so um we'll to get into it a little bit but i do all, like canva makes it really easy but also like smartphones I, they really do like they do a lot of audio correction a lot of stabilization um they can help out a lot more than um it's not just like getting a raw photo or something like that that you have to get every little bit exactly right for it to look decent
0: mm-hmm That makes sense. And also the idea of having limiting what you're trying to get across. I mean, we do talk about grant writing and fundraising here on this podcast, but it is like you got to get it together before you come up with a grant strategy. You can't write all grants for all things. But even a micro version of that, if you've just got a minute, can we not talk about the history and your eight programs and your five hundred employees <laughs> yeah. and your and and this and this and this it's yeah sort of a less is more yeah
2: I would also say like a general rule of thumb like five minutes or less probably don't interview more than three people um because okay also, sometimes people get excited about it and they're like we're gonna get three clients and then the executive director and then these all these people and it's hard to like you have to kind of introduce everybody as they come in so they need at least yeah. like 30 seconds for people to even like go, who is this person why are they talking um to kind of get through that part of it
0: good to That's know good yeah. y'all better be taking notes we got it we got we got a lot of good stuff here today <laughs>
1: um what do you think are the most common misconceptions people have about video shoots and productions is it you know like It doesn't take that long, or it should
0: only cost five dollars, or what's you know (laughs) uh,
1: inaccurate. If you're, I'd like to be
0: in favor of the five dollars. I'm thinking you can just kick that, (laughs) kick the can down the road on that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um. I would say it's all connected, but really, just how long it takes. Um. Like what I said, it's a lot of elements to it. Um. And so you do have to do a little preparing and to do the actual filming. And I just I've worked with a lot of people who used to do their own videos in the past and they are like, it just takes so long to get to the point where you're filming and then you have a whole other part of it, which is editing. And like that honestly is like the meat of it. And I feel like people aren't, they kind of feel like once they, once they filmed it, they're like, okay, we're mostly done. And no, there's, there's another little part to it. Um, and so I do think it just takes more time than people expect. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think if you compare it to, for example, like writing, um, just like writing a blog or something like that, um, really, you just then you kind of get the outline and you'll refine it every time. But that's almost like the first step to video. And then you go into actually nice. filming it. Um, and so it just it does take some time. Um, but I would say for like videos, when you're just doing it for like a grant or something where it's you're summarizing your organization, it is probably stuff you've said about a million times and that you do know. Um, so I would I don't want to say all that to intimidate anybody from like trying to do it. um just because you do probably know this stuff, and you've probably created that first little bit of explanation of your organization, what you do, why you do it, and just turning that into video. But I do think people are surprised by how long it takes. And then because of that, they're surprised by how much it is because it takes even a professional a good bit of time to put it all together. Um, and so they just need to be compensated for all that time that it takes to put together.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, when you think about it, too, it's like, oh, it's just a minute. So it's like a Super Bowl ad. And yeah. I, I mean, A lot of time and money that went into that. So, but and also a grant, it could be, Oh, it's just a small grant, but it can still take time to do it. Yeah. So maybe it's not that it's, Oh, it's so hard. Maybe it's time consuming. Maybe that's the thing that people may not realize. Mm -hmm. I also, that
2: made me think of, I, a lot of times I'll get people, they'll ask for like a quote from me and they'll say like, how much for it would it cost to do like a one minute video and that really doesn't tell me a lot of how much it's going to take, how long it's going to take me to put it together. Because if it's a really edited one minute video where we have three interviews that we're putting in and we have B-roll and all this extra stuff, that can be a lot more than if we're just having someone talk for a minute and then just cutting the beginning and the end, you know? Yeah. Um, and so the length of the video actually is not that important of it's just how much aspects are you trying to put into that?
1: that Got video.
0: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's a good
1: point. It make. makes me think yeah. about
0: the Super Bowl commercials yeah. again, which should yeah. shock people if you like, cause it's like, I don't even watch. Do you a, watch the no, Super Bowl? no, no. I just <laughs> go the next day. I don't watch award shows. I don't want, I, yeah. I want to see who wore what to the Oscars. Um, but I can do that the next day and I'll look up the Super Bowl ads. I, I, I am that, I'm 100% that person. During the Super Bowl is a great time to go out to dinner with your sweetie or go shopping. Because <laughs> everybody else is at home. And if that offends you, then look to Amanda for your sports needs. Uh, yeah. All right. We, we, I we just, did have people over to watch the Super absolutely Bowl. Absolutely, you did. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm
1: just saying. I must say, I was not that impressed with this year's Super Bowl ads, but my favorite was no, Alicia Silverstone reenacting Clueless. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like my generation. But I'm again, like...
0: it was maybe 30 seconds to a minute, yeah. maybe longer. But can you imagine all the work that went into that? No, just the cost. Hiring casts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So much. Yeah.
0: Yep, that's a lot of work. But no, that's a
1: good point. It's not the length of the video. It's how much is involved. What's involved? How much
0: subject matter? How much is going into that? Yeah. Like, exactly. if you're like, we'll have our ED and three board members and two clients from the community in a minute. Will you? Will you though? Will you really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Maybe not. Well,
1: and I even think about like, I mean, we're not doing video ads, but like the ads we do with our podcast are ridiculous. They're only, I mean, they're only a we, minute.
0: We uh, totally we it's they're not ridiculous because of the people that are that are supporting us. It's ridiculous yeah. because we're so cheesy. We're,
1: we're cheesy, honestly. Sorry,
0: thing. we love it. Um. But yeah, but I mean, they are, it's a minute, and you're right, the
1: amount of time, you'd be surprised, sometimes we'll get some scripts that we're like, even if we go, we're never going to get it out, right? So you're having to crop certain information to make it fit, Um, and they aren't thinking about, like, there probably needs to be some sort of intro and outro, not just, you know, just us they're talking. Um, to, to not have something know. else.
0: I don't know if it's boring.
1: Yeah, you know, like
0: we make it more fun with a little song and other things. Yeah, um, I'm just over caffeinated. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm but just...
1: you're right. By the time you even with the idea, then rewriting the script and then practicing, and that again, that's not even dealing with video editing. So I can't imagine a, a one minute video is going to
0: take. But I want to get time. back to Aaron's point of don't let it intimidate you, but just yes. but just respect the time. Maybe yeah. that's it. Respect the time that it's going to take. It's not you if you're super active on Instagram or whatever, although that can take probably a lot of time yeah. too, from what I understand. But it's not just you saying one thing or looking one way into the camera. It's a story. Story, yeah. Yeah.
2: And hopefully once if you do kind of an overarching just like about battle organization video, you can use that if multiple grants ask for it or like on your website and like you can put it, Hopefully you're not doing a new one for every time it comes up,
0: you know? Yeah, that would be a lot. That would be a lot.
1: So – Well, and before you jump
0: into that question,
1: I guess that's a good thing to think about. Like, so if somebody is doing a a video to talk about a certain program or maybe they're doing some sort of drive, like, how long are these – Good yeah. for, I guess. You know, 10 years later, you don't want to still be using the same video, right? Oh, but, no. But what's a good, and I know it may vary depending on the point of the video. Like, if it's for a specific fundraiser, once the fundraiser is done, obviously. But if it's more about your organization as a whole, how long do you recommend people use those really videos before it's time um,
2: I would say that's one of those things that it definitely depends on here. Like, different people have different opinions on this one, for sure. Really? Um, but I, I would say, on the long end, like five years you've got on a video um just because the way technology is improving so fast, you can start to tell when a video is like just uh-huh. looking lower quality
0: uh-huh. um, and
2: so you can just just in the, like the graininess of it I don't and who knows yeah. what's gonna look like in the next five years, but like even videos from five years ago, I can kind of start telling that it's older um
0: and would it also depend too though on like if you had new if you had board members in it, right, you don't want to keep showing or clients who for, I mean, yeah, yeah, if you have if you're showing clients who are maybe active in your programs five years ago, you know, especially their kids and especially yeah. assuming that you have, a, you know, everything's OK and you're not being exploitive and you've got permissions and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, then then it's, it might be yes. when they're and it to exactly. be out of date. With your organization and how it changes. But oh, when you said that thing about video quality, please do not visit our YouTube channel. Um, (laughs) We're just happy to be here. And if you do, please give us grace. We're just, we're just, we're just two malays, ladies, trying to figure shit out, man. Well, and it makes me think about, um, my kid, we
1: <laughs> during the pandemic. I mean, we always watch movies, some with our kids, but especially during the pandemic, we Saturday night was like family. We, would, my husband would grill out something, and we would sit in front of the TV and watch a movie as a family together. And so, you know, we'd take turns picking different things, and of course, my husband and I were always wanting to show some like oh, the things yeah. that we loved at our youth, right? And as soon as we would start it my kids would immediately know, oh, this is an old movie. And it really was just, you're right, the quality, the quality of the video, it's amazing how much it has changed. I mean, of course, that's been like 30 years ago, but still, even things that aren't, you know, I've watched it's two years it, it's, it's true. It's kind true. Of
0: amazing how, and I, and I mean, I'm certainly no expert at all. But you, but can, you tell. can tell. No, you can tell. she I mean, good so. point, Erin, good point. Completely, but, and- completely off topic now. But related to video quality, so not incredibly off topic, Um, I'm a big fan of um, Jane Austen and also film adaptations of her work. And I am also a very much a traditionalist. I know you're shocked by hearing me say that. Um, There's a version of Pride and Prejudice that was filmed in like 1995, 1996 with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. If you know, you know. I'm I'm just saying. But there's, I subscribe to another big surprise. I subscribe to a streaming service that specializes in British television because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and um, they had a remastered version in, oh gosh, ignorant, ignorant, beep, beep, don't know what I'm talking about. 4K? Oh, yeah. 4K. Okay. I was like like, five. I know. I was like five k. I'm like that's a run. We're not at five k. No, not yet. Four k. Four k. So they remixed the entire Pride and Prejudice mini series from the mid 90s. I had the 10 year um um this anniversary. Yes, because I'm the (laughs) the DVDs, which I don't watch anymore because I don't use DVD anyway. And I was like, oh, how different could it be? I'll just click, and it was like, no, no, it was. (laughs) beautiful it's like when Wizard of Oz went from Kansas
1: to Oz and it's just oh my god I
0: remember even the I think it maybe it was a BBC production or something so decent production values at the time but not high-end multi multi-million dollar movie budget and even the the 10-year anniversary DVDs had kind of a bluish tint uh-huh. when I thought about it as the monitor as the quality of our monitors and TV screens got better. So the other day I tapped in to watch that and it was the quality was amazing. It was breathtakingly beautiful. And yes, I did watch the whole series again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that probably jumped over like multiple, there's like 720p and then there's HD and then there's 4k and it probably went right on through all the way up to 4k. Like, it probably jumped a bunch.
0: Um, oh, it, no, really. Yeah. And I am not, I would say I'm, I can tell, but I'm certainly, I'm not a professional videographer, but it was, the the quality was amazing. So it's true. Technology will change. And so that yeah. is probably going to affect the longevity. Yeah. And it's okay if you're like me going like 4k, I mean, H, uh,
1: that means nothing to me. And this is just like, like, we it means always, it's pretty. Yes. <laughs> well, but it just goes to show, you know, You get what you pay for. And there are times when, you know, there are things Kimberly and I do that it's like, hey, we just want a quick two minute video to talk about a keynote presentation. We're recording it over Zoom and we're knocking it out and putting it on social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's also a time and a place, you know, if we were going to do some online, some serious training videos that we were selling, we're probably going to pay for someone like Aaron to come in and make sure that it's done right. We want right? to ramp, ramp that up because yeah. it's something that's going to last a long time and we want to. Yeah. So, so we are talking about this today to make you not afraid of it, but also to make you understand that there is a time and a place to hire a professional. 100%.
2: So. I will say one note about 4k though. It oh, please. Smartphones can film on in 4k now. <gasps> I would recommend against it. <laughs> oh, really? Because 4k is like the resolution that you would have for like a, a theater screen. Like, you can blow that up really big. Yeah. You're just making a video for social media. 4K, it's like a really big file and just, it's annoying to do all oh. the things with. So I would just stick with HD if I were, if I were. Fair, yeah.
0: fair and goodly tips. Y'all writing it yes. down, making your notes. Yep. Okay. That's fair. Cause I would be like, Oh, I need to go for the best quality. Yeah, you wouldn't not. be able to
2: tell on like a. On Facebook, you can tell if it was 4K or
1: HD. Somebody's
0: looking at it on their phone anyway, and they're they're scrolling through Instagram and they're looking at your story. I mean, yeah. Well, and that's Kimberly and I recently
1: had our headshots redone, Mm -hmm. and when our photographer was getting ready to send me all of our files, she was like, "Do you want any of these any of these in high quality?" And I'm like, "Well, don't I want them all in high quality?" She's like, "No." She's like, "Whatever you need for social media and like your website." You don't. She mm-hmm. goes, This is just if you're going to be printing you know, copies so, of things. And I was like, Oh, because I would just assume, well, high quality is best. But you're right. The file size makes a yeah. difference when you're doing when
2: it. I'll film in 4K just because it lets me be able to zoom in and without losing quality. If I'm like sending, I'm exp- I don't want to get to any of the reads, but um, pretty much I will sure. film in 4K just to be able to zoom in without losing quality. Yeah. But if you're not doing anything like that, I don't. I genuinely don't think it's worth it.
0: Good to know. Good to know. So So as people may be thinking, listening to this now or or later and kind of thinking about it, there may be some things that are more social media oriented that they want to handle themselves Mm -hmm. in house with their phones, not in 4k because that's too big a file for what you're doing. (laughs) Um, If, if someone is thinking about, maybe we should go externally and hire someone Mm -hmm. what should they be thinking about you know as they as they move forward in that process
2: yeah so i mean like every industry like the quality of product that you get is related to your budget for sure um that doesn't mean like what we're talking about that you always need the highest possible quality thing for everything that you're doing Um, and so some situations i would say it's totally fine to like reach out to some college student or someone who's doing it on the side and get like, if, if you're like, this is just so not my thing. And I really don't want to do it and to, to get fair. someone to do like, especially I would say like social media, um, I would say like behind the scenes type of stuff where you're just kind of showing what your organization does. Um, I think it looks authentic sometimes when it's not perfect and people overlook the mistakes. If it just feels like it's, you're genuinely just trying to show them something and it's not like, you're trying not trying to pretend like it's right. high quality or anything like yeah. that. No. So I definitely think there's a place for um, for lower quality videos. And like like I said, honestly, some smartphone videos they're not it, cameras really help you out. And so usually, if you're trying and you're focusing on it, I don't think it can be. It's probably that that bad. Um, but um, so I'd say that's like the first category of types of the quality video. The next category I put myself in where it's like. I am a professional. I do know how to like do high quality videos. Um, but I'm a small person team. And so, um, I, I'm able to make my pricing a little bit lower, but, um, it's, so that's more for if an organization is trying to do an event for like a video for like an event or mm-hmm. if it's like, going to be like their main video on their website, um, more established organizations. They want all of their videos to look professional, which makes sense. Cause they just, They've been around for longer. They don't right. it like it's um, was like done by a college student or something like that. Um, and so, I I would say for like that first category, maybe a couple hundred dollars. But like for my category, expect to at least spend about a thousand dollars, probably up to five thousand dollars for a video, depending on what what type of thing you're looking for, how much, like how what long it
0: is, how many yeah. things are involved in it, how much okay. editing. How many
2: film shoots, that's another big thing yeah. that I always ask about when I'm trying to figure out the scope of a project is if we're going to have three different days that we're filming that involves your videographer to drive there, set it all up, yeah. bring it down, leave three times. Um, okay. As opposed to if you can do it all in one day, that does um, limit the amount of time that they have to spend on it by a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then I do like to warn people, there is like another category of video. Um, that sometimes people, when they're talking to me, they're expecting that type of video um, where it's you know a big production team you got talking like 10 to 20 people working on a video where you have a specific audio person a specific cinematographer all that sure. stuff and, and that's for like those really big if you're doing like a video that's good or like a commercial that's going to be on tv like a media ad buy or something like that mm-hmm. um, or you're just talking about a really big scene and um, if you're actually going to have like actors and stuff like that that's when it starts to get into a next category of things and those can be $30,000 up. Um, and so those can be, um, can get a lot more, but if you're doing, I mean those, because you have a person on every little thing, it's going to be flawless through and through, you know, every little aspect. Yeah, is
0: gonna be flawless.
2: Yeah. Uh, whereas my level, it's definitely professional, but, um, it's not going to be like, you don't have actors and you don't have like a DP and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. That's, That's fair. Yeah. And we also, um, Thank you for bringing sort of a discussion, a general discussion yeah. of pricing. And we don't want to suggest that it's always the same. It'll be the exact same price point in every market. But I think those are reasonable kind of categories because we're we're all in the Atlanta area and um, things may be different in smaller or larger um yeah cities is. but i think it's just important to think of in in general categories so thanks for doing that it's kind of like people talking about their salaries and things like that the more we can just sort of normalize discussions yeah. about that i think the better nonprofits and local governments they'll, they're able to sort of gauge do we have enough money to go you know hire someone you yeah. know or do we need to kind of watch some videos and um uh, bring in, you know, g- get some volunteers to come in and help us. So it's good to yeah. establish that. Where would you recommend? So if, so
1: if there is a nonprofit that's like, hey, this is exact, we do need to hire somebody, not not a college student, somebody at this. What's the best way for people to find people like you? So if they're not in Atlanta and they can't just call Aaron, yeah. <laughs> how do they find your counterparts? That is a good question.
2: I And um, I would say... You just kind of start to have to start googling. Um, yeah. I like I in my business I focus specifically on working in like the nonprofit space. Mm-hmm. Not all videographers do that, and not that doesn't mean that those would be bad for you for a nonprofit to hire uh, someone who does not like just do more general type of videos. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say like keeping an eye out for um, like quality. And I would say I, something I would do to like pro- kind of gauge if it's in my category or that next higher category is looking at the team. If they're breaking people down by like audio person and like stuff like that, it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive just because you have a whole team working on your video rather than just a few people. Um, And so um, keeping an eye out for that type of stuff. So to find like that's lower category, you might have to scroll a little bit on Google because the first people that are going to pop up are going to be like. They spent
1: money on their SEO and everything. So they're going to be at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So I,
2: I wish I had a better answer for you, but I, it's just oh, like, and, and like definitely talking to your network and talking to people who, yeah. like if you have an organization that you see that they've had a good video, like reach out to those um, people and see what they've, who they've used for sure. Yeah.
1: And now on lower end is Upwork's a good place. Like if you need something that's hmm. a little, not as fancy would that, is
0: that kind of often done? I guess. Like that? And there are, there are other sites too. I wonder though, I guess it would have to be, you'd have to search right in your, in your area. Yeah. Or if you just yeah. wanted editing, yeah,
2: that's what I I would say. Upwork and that type of thing is totally like totally fine for if you're looking for editing type of stuff. Okay. What I always think about with editing versus filming is filming you you can't really do it again. Like if you get home and you've done it, like you would literally have to go out and do the whole thing again. Mm. Yeah, if someone messes something up, if it's out of focus all the whole time, like you yeah. have to do the whole thing again. Yeah, um, type of thing. But with editing, you can make adjustments. As you're going, you know you don't have to yeah. restart just because someone did something wrong. Um, so you, I would, I don't know exactly how that works with Upwork as far as like amount of rounds of edits and stuff. I would make sure to have that conversation because because if they do give you a product that you don't really like that much, that you have a couple of rounds of edits to be able to get it closer to know. what you want. Yeah. Um, and I would also recommend trying to ask for like their project files or like the the actual raw file, files of the video if someone's filming it and. Um, just to be able to use it in other situations. It's, it's at a very least something you'd want to consider in the beginning because mm-hmm. some videographers don't like to share their raw files, um, which is totally fine. And some videographers do. And if you that's like a requirement for you, you'd want to make sure you have that conversation early. It's good, good yeah. it's
1: good to know. Yeah. So, well, if there are people in the Atlanta area that want to find you, what's the best way for them to reach you? I think, honestly, I mean, definitely connect with me on
2: LinkedIn. Um, if you go on my website, you can kind of see more of my work and um, a little bit more about myself. And I also have a contact page that will send me an email. I'll be able to actually email with you. But, um, yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, I'm on all those things. So
0: what's your, what's your URL if people are listening?
2: Yeah, um, it's Goodyear Creative. Goodyear is spelled good, I-E-R. So GoodyearCreative.com.
1: Okay. Very good. Perfect. Well, if you're listening, um, Aaron has graciously agreed to do a quick five-minute demo for us. So um, you can find that over on our YouTube page. So you just go and look for Fundraising Heyday on YouTube. Yep. Um, and we'll have a quick, we're going to do a quick demo in Canva of how you can create um, some ba- nice, just some basic, some basic things. And actually, um, I learned from Erin when she was at our Georgia chapter meeting and have done this once now. And I was so surprised at how easy it was. So uh, definitely mosey on over there and come check us out.
0: But yeah. whether you can or can't, um, just thanks for joining us um, today. And Erin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing um, all your wonderful knowledge with us. Thanks for having me, Chris bye 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 so thanks again for listening to our podcast or watching us god love you um whether you've been with us for this first episode or since the very first episode right um if you could follow us along on apple Podcasts, in particular if that's where you're getting your podcast if you could leave a review it's amazing what it can do to connect other folks to our podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. Share a link from Spotify, visit our website, and listen from there if you'd like. It's heyday, that's H A Y D A Y services.com. And if you can't get enough of that heyday stuff, do hop over to the website and sign up for our newsletter, the Heyday Hot Takes, where we will be updating you on things that we're doing, speaking and training, but also bringing to you some tips and ideas and trends to keep you on the go with the good that you're trying to do in the community.
1: Thank you again to our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com to download their latest resources today. Well, thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks. We are going to be talking with the queen Uh of deciphering the mysterious world
0: of indirect costumes. Something I always need to know more about. (laughs) Important and rarely completely understood. See ya. Bye.